Hi, and welcome to a new episode of Foodocracy for Her. I'm Kalyan Karmaka, and Foodocracy for Her is uh, where I speak to women who are doing astonishingly inspiring work in the world of food and beverages, largely in India. And uh, today, my guest is Nicole Modi, who is joining me from Mumbai, but another part of the town. So, uh, Hi, great Kalyan. to see you, Nicole. Hi, great so, to be here. Thanks, thanks so much for having me. Well, absolute pleasure. We haven't met in a while, but. Nicole and I have often met at different events, circuits. Uh, then she hosted um, the Kalagara Festival where my book was launched. Yes. But uh, but during the lockdown, we've been having lots of bakes from her because <laughs> she wants to become a home chef. And so Nicole's Nicole's uh, Parsi, like uh, Kana's my wife. And um, um, you know the Parsi New Year's on Monday, and uh, and Nicole's doing these amazing things. She's doing lagannu custard, which is a Parsi wedding dish. But she's doing a cheesecake, right? Yes, I am. So I, what has basically happened over the lockdown is I started baking last year in May, making sourdough chocolate chip cookies, which was really fun. Oh my fun. god! I I need to stop you over there. And there's a reason. Why, <laughs> and there's a reason why we stopped ordering them because they were just just too divine. You know, the sourdough chocolate chip cookies. She was also doing cheesecakes, yeah. but but ordering that was a bit of a issue. But uh, from distance at that point. Yeah. But those chocolate chip cheesecakes and and she started, uh, Nicole. If I remember, when there was hardly any desserts and all that happening because there of was, lockdown, right? There was nothing. I started on the twenty second of May. I think we fast yes. had we fast had just come up. It was yes. May twenty twenty. So we fast was like a couple of weeks old. There was all sorts of chaos. I used to double wrap the cookies in two layers of newspaper <laughs> and then put it in a bag because we had no idea how COVID was transmitting. So oh God, you know, this yes. was an extra layer yes, of sanitization. Yes, yes. You can rip the package outside <laughs> the house and then bring it in. It was all sorts of uh, crazy. Yeah. But, yeah and Nicole, but there was also a sweet Parsi touch to Nicole, the welfare state bit, because sometimes if I place an order with her, and if it is not like emergency, I need the cookie right now. Then she would say that okay, look, I, I have a friend or someone uh, coming to Bandra or someone from my colony or whatever. Is it okay if I send it with them? You don't have to pay delivery. I said, why not? Yeah, <laughs> like that. So, so, so I'll tell you what. Out for you, Kalyan. <laughs> <laughs> so I'll, I'll tell you what. This is May 2020, and and this is like a dystopic a dystopian world where suddenly okay. we are locked inside by this unknown uh, enemy. And, uh, and and there was nothing available. So you had to cook, you had to wash, you were living the first world life. So, um, and, and, and we can't bake. I mean, yeah, I mean, I love cooking, but not baking. And and uh, Kana's my wife, she loves desserts, especially dark chocolate stuff. I mean, so do I, <laughs> I can't <laughs> put all the blame on her. So when I saw Nicole was doing it, I, I ordered uh, the dark chocolates and cookies. And and my God, they were so good. They were They were so good. And the, and that sourdough brought in that slight bit of sourness to it, and yeah. and the chocolate chips are like you know like like our our cat baby loaf like very cuddly, and, uh, <laughs> and and we did a few more orders. I remember there was one occasion also where I think we ordered a few more to give to people, uh, and wow. then we reduced our drink bit because you could have like so many cookies at one go, which you would. they were pernicious. They they evil Nicole. They are they they're temptress. <laughs> <laughs> they, they they are you know quite frankly i don't disagree with you they're evil uh, yeah, you, you should you, you, you can't be I, you can't be uh, you know um, not vain about something like this i <laughs> don't keep them in the i don't keep them in the house so if i'm making a batch and i have two extra i'll send it out immediately i can't keep them in the house because i will just eat them yeah. 
the yeah. most dangerous part was the first time i made them i ate more of the cookie dough than i actually baked <laughs> but yeah i mean i've moved on there's it's not just cookies anymore i do the cookies very infrequently um i've sort of progressed now into cheesecake and other different kinds of cake and i think i'm sort of finding my niche in the cheesecake space and i i, I remember like, you were earlier facing problems with deliveries of cheesecake right you were saying that yeah. you had to come and pick it up and all of that in the early days so that's been sorted yeah so yes it has been sorted i found a delivery person that delivers by car i'm pretty upfront with okay. the customer saying look it's 250 bucks flat charge for delivery from mm. anywhere from kolaba to like bandra so as long as people are okay with that it's fine but well, bandra by the way is extreme suburb for a south bombay uh, parsi no, right? no, and and i can I, i can i can identify with her <laughs> i go dancing in andheri it's really not <laughs> or oh, she she's a salsa dancer in case you're wondering why does she go dancing in andheri i mean when you know the first second person to do that after mr bachchan who you know you know in shahensha with andheri ratho <laughs> So yeah. there was Mr. Bachchan and then Nikhil Modi. <laughs> I like that. I like that. I'm okay with that. <laughs> you know, the Shahensha released in '86, and I was in school then, and I'd gone to buy tickets and tried first day first show in Calcutta, and and the biggest excitement was that the police had come with lattes to charge us. So it's not like you can go to make <laughs> you know book my show app and then you know book your ticket yeah. and go to an IHOP of your choice. <laughs> I was quite young then, but yeah. Okay, we will we'll come back to Nicole yeah. and I'm away from Shahin sir. Yes, okay, so you're talking about that. a cheesecake journey. Yeah, so the cheesecakes. I mean, it started with a simple. A friend of mine was pregnant, and she was like, "Cole, I'm dying for cheesecake. Can you please send me one?" And again, this was prime lockdown. I had no way to get out of the house. I said, "Okay, Bean, I'm going to make you a lemon cheesecake." Because she really wanted lemon. I put it in this steel box, and I put it in plastic, and I put it in a carton, and I padded it with clothes, and I sent it, <laughs> praying that the cheesecake would land up yeah. fine, and it was okay. And she loved yeah. it. She loved it, loved it, loved it so much. And then someone else, I posted it online. Someone else yes. said, "Can I get a cheesecake? Can I get a cheesecake?" And it sort of that's how it was born. Hmm. And um, I like my cheesecake. I have to say, <laughs> so I frequently say that I don't like eating dessert out in restaurants because I use I, I can usually make the dessert better than most places can. So yeah. this is really me putting my money where my mouth is, uh, <laughs> where I'm saying that I eat my own cheesecake. So no, I, I I can identify with you. I mean, I have a similar point of view on Chinese uh, food exhibitions pavilion. I would rather yeah. make my simple hakka noodles or air fryer. Uh, Chicken wings and have the stuff which is uh, yeah. dished out. And I'm telling you the lagan the custard. So first of all, uh, um, you know, Nicole, you want to tell people about lagan the custards or sh- or should I? You know, I I, I oh. didn't have a Parsi lagan uh, meal on our wedding, which was about 20 years back, about a few months, a month or so away from there. Uh, so we we had dinner at Gallops and lunch at Starters and more. Starters and more didn't survive oh, our wedding. Starters and more. <laughs> starters and more didn't yeah. survive our wedding and yeah. they shut down. Gallops is still open uh, and doing well, of course. <laughs> <laughs> so, tell, I think you should tell us about laganu custard. Yeah, sure. So, laganu custard is a traditional Parsi sweet dish, which is made with uh, milk and egg. It's basically you take milk and you boil it down, and you reduce it, reduce it, reduce it till it becomes really thick, and it releases yeah. all the curds and the solids and things like that. And then you add sugar and thicken it. Yeah. Once that's done, whisk up some eggs, put in a little bit of elaichi, which is cardamom, and a little bit of nutmeg. Mix that together, and that's how you bake it. And it is the most light, 
actually it's not light um, <laughs> the milk the reduction of i i feel it light but reducing yeah. the milk makes it really heavy you can't really have more than a big portion like that uh, but it's lovely but i agree so it's not overwhelming it's not like a you know a syrupy mithai yeah. where you can yeah. uh, and it's not mitai. overwhelmingly sweet either so no, it's actually no, no. served in between when you're at a party wedding when you're sitting at the wedding part it's not served at the end of the meal it's served in between it's actually really? served to I'm pretty sure I eat it. You know, I have not been to too many that. lagans. I've not yeah. been to too many lagans where the custard was served. I mean, most of the ones I've been to were largely ice cream and kulfi. So, okay. and it's been so long. As someone needs to get married and invite me. <laughs> I, I, I mean, not even allowed nowadays. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so, yeah, uh, but but husband... I didn't know that this custard. But you're saying that in between the khana or like after, like for example, in a Bengali wedding, the mishti doi. And, and yeah. I believe you guys also have me to the eat. Is uh, you know you finish all the eating and like how you go to a fancy restaurant and they say sir, sir, you know palate cleanser. Yes, like an apple. So in a Bengali wedding, you know, sit down. They say mishti doi. So basically, uh, you know, you finish all of the stuff. So there'll be chutney, which is like yeah. sweet and sour mishti doi, and then mithai. Uh, you know the mishti, and so is it like that, or you're saying so there could be some it- food after that. So I think, and to the best of my knowledge, um, they serve the laganu custard and then they serve the palau dal course. So the wow. rice and dal I think comes after, and then yeah. after that they'll come and say kulfi ice cream, ye wo. But the laganu wow. custard served in between. It is like a palate cleanser, like an amuse bouche. If we wanted yes. to be very fancy about it. Yes, yes, yeah. yes. Why shouldn't we? Why shouldn't we? <laughs> hey, by the way, I, I know that uh, uh, you know we're talking of fancy and all that, uh, unrelated. But I know that you you uh, you are a big. Uh, Bombay Canteen fan because when you were in the jury together for Epicurean Guild, I was gunning like, for yeah, them. Yes. <laughs> you were um, on, the, on the video, and and we were supporting you. So I must say yeah. that um, <laughs> in 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 the last seven days, uh, after a long break, because I've not been to the canteen since the pandemic, but yeah. uh, our maids been bunking, so I've been using the opportunity to order it. So just before this interview, I ordered that um, uh, bone marrow and back rib uh, Lucknowi biryani. And it was nice. not only fabulous; there was aloo in it. And you know, the thing is, you know, you know, people say the Calcutta biryani is aloo, but it's not a character artist. Like it, it has to be yeah. cooked and it's soaked in the masala. You know, not, not like the aloo say in a lucky or a nurani, which is just there for the sake of it. And the when only other person, on, yeah. the only other people who understand that are are uh, the Parsi caterers. You know, the yeah. palau dal, especially of um, yeah. uh, of Tanaz Goriwala, who I interviewed yeah. last year. So her aloo, like. I mean the pepper, the pulao, aloo soaks in the, and and I saw that in the Bombay canteen thing. So what was that? And a couple of days before that, I ordered the buff pastrami sandwich, and and, oh, and so tender. Oh, that is fantastic! <laughs> I you, had you, that. See, I ordered you, it. You've obviously tried that. Isn't it fat? I mean, so. it's fabulous. <laughs> and I've rarely come across so tender buffalo meat, water buffalo meat. Maybe yeah. a bit at Mohammad Ali Road and the Walibai Barandi and all that, but that is super stuff. Yes, it was yum. It was very very good. Yeah. So, okay, so that's what happens when two food lovers meet. Yeah, yeah so, <laughs> yes. Um, you know, I wrote a recipe book a couple of years ago. I was called... going to, I was going to come to that. So you yeah. give me a segue to it. So I'm going to move away yeah. from custard then. So uh, uh, while Nicole became a sort of home baker, and we um, because a friend of hers was pregnant and wanted cut up and and the cheesecake, not just achar. Yeah. <laughs> so, so I started, but um, Nicole, um, I think a year or so before that. Also wrote a cookbook. So Nicole, you want to tell us a bit about your childhood food experiences and and what this book means to uh, you? Sure, sure. So being a Parsi, we have pretty much grown up thinking about food. It's not yes. uh, 
every holiday was planned thinking okay you know if we're going to london we should eat at chicago rib shack we should eat oysters we should eat mussels we should do this we should do that if you're going to singapore hey my friend said there's a great t-bone steak you get at x it's all beef basically it's all meat it's all potato it's all fried so luckily um, not too many people watch this so i think we'll say but yeah okay um but we basically we'll, we'll beef, beef you out We will be we are sure um, we've grown up we've grown up loving food and eating food and um my mom is an amazing cook my grandmom was an amazing cook my brother is a chef so my dad likes to think oh yeah your 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 brother was at Tresen uh, right yeah, yes it, my brother is at Tresen yeah 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 that's uh, we we met him once over there great food happening over there yeah. so yes yeah yeah so yes. that basically has carried on i only started cooking when i was about 21 years old i wasn't really interested in it before that um before to just eat and criticize but so about age 21 i said you know let me start trying let me mess around and things like that and the lessons i've learned as far as flavor and taste and profiles go from when i was a child have definitely helped me and carried me through mm-hmm. um Parsi food is actually a blend of Western and Indian food. So, of course, you know the story, and I'm sure you've told your audience the story <laughs> no, no, of how the Parsis landed in India. But um, no, go ahead, go ahead. This is the right time to tell the story. It's it's a new year, Sal Mubarak. So about five. By the way, March March is not close. Huh? It's not uh, March is not Parsi New Year. It's Iran New Year. But for the Parsis, it's around August. Yes, go ahead. Yes. So. Um, we landed in sanjan which is in gujarat and our leader sent a representative to the king uh, the shah at the time and said look we need refuge we've been uh, persecuted in iran and we need to live in your country and he sent back a bowl of milk which was full to the brim and said that just as this bowl is full um, so are we so if we add more milk the bowl will overflow the land can't hold you the very clever wise leader added a huge spoonful of sugar mixed it in the milk it dissolved it did not overflow and sent it back it said just as the milk has sweet as we should go has sweetened the milk so shall we sweeten your civilization and the story goes that the shah was so impressed that he allowed the parsis to uh, land in india and settle here <laughs> this, this, <laughs> this is in 1600s or something right I honestly I don't know it it goes back people say 1500 1600 1400 it could be we don't really know for sure so actually once I was asking purush about it dr purush dawal and even he yeah. said that uh, the exact date is a bit of a it's quite uh, question no but but really I love knows. the story you know I don't remember whether I first read it in the jimmy boy uh, restaurant menu or a parsi cookbook which I was flipping across in the oxford books uh, bookstore in calcutta but uh, but I was like uh, you know the, held in a spell uh, by that uh, story yeah. but you know talking of parsi food um, and 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 then we'll again come back to your book uh, because it's it's not just about um, you know dansak and patiyas and stuff like yeah. that yeah. so you know once i'd made uh, during the lockdown i made like a very yeah see during the lockdown in the beginning we weren't getting anything like imported right we were back to amul britannia absolutely and, and absolutely corn, yeah big uh, yeah. fill corn and all that So one day uh, I made uh, for Kanas like a you know that white sauce uh, cheesy sort of thing with corn flour and amul butter and bitania cheese and maybe some chicken sausages and all that. Yeah. Uh, the sort of thing which used to have in the early days of our marriage. Still we got you know sophisticated and you know pasta shouldn't be dull you know doused in sauce and you know we understood the difference between an aged parmesan and a mature English cheddar and all of that. 
and yeah. and then I wrote over there uh, saying that uh, I made a very traditional Parsi dish uh, today, which is a cheesy pasta. And and Kaina said that okay, it's 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 a very a very uh, subtle joke because people won't get it. So Nicole, can you can you explain to people why that's a Parsi dish so that I don't have to explain it to people? So it's actually covered at length in one of the chapters in my book. But basically, Go the ahead. idea of mention your book's is... name. How will you sell it? Or is it out of print? This yes. is my book. This my, is my, my copy book. is also there, huh? by the way, on the on our near our <laughs> table. So who's uh, who's Mrs. Nariyalwala? So the book is called From the Table of Mary Nariyalwala. Mary Nariyalwala is my godfather's mom. She was a fantastic cook, and the reason this book mom. came about was that he came up to me and said, "Nick, um, I want you to write this book. You've done a great job with your first one. So can you please put mom's recipes together?" So I said, "Sure, absolutely," and that's how this came about. So it's a chronicle of the Nariyalwala family. It uh details their lives in the 50s and the 60s it talks about the different influences that parsis had in their food it talks about the different kinds of food that existed do you know that you used to get oysters like just oysters fresh oysters in the 60s yeah, yeah. and you used to just I mean I know the simply oyster which you get which is in a malwani restaurant which are those really tiny ones no, no, which no, you no, cook those, no but ah. this is we used to get the kind of produce you got back then versus now is just so depressingly different i have to say um, but so let's get back to the bake bake is basically there's a lot of british influence in parsi food yes. and a bake the bake has actually come from the brits just like the gujaratis have introduced us to the concept of khatta meetha british have introduced us to the concept of the meat actually the meat i think we had from iran anyway but the bake hmm. is white sauce white sauce is basically cheese milk flour salt pepper mixed together and corn flakes for example that canas uh, told me the initial recipe when he yeah. got married yes <laughs> and you can put anything you want in it you can put chicken you can put corn you can put cauliflower sausages pasta and then you cover it with cheese and you bake it <laughs> and it's this i don't like white sauce very much oh <laughs> uh, my husband and his family love it so i i sit with this long suffering expression on my face every time they eat it because i'm I, not a fan i think roxan doesn't like it either right your cousin no which is why we're related <laughs> <laughs> but yeah so the reason bakes became very popular in the 50s and 60s as well was because um there was a lot of shortage as far as ingredients were concerned because of the walls Hmm. and the idea bake is a very cheap thing to make right it was milk it was flour hmm. and it was a little bit of butter and it thickened 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 and it became volume so you could take say two pieces of chicken shred them up oh. and make them make it a big enough dish for yes, your family yes, to yes. eat yes. or even a can of corn because you could stretch it that way hmm. never no, no, didn't strike me you know we associate bakes with clubs and better road parties and all that but yeah. this didn't strike me yeah Yeah, so it was a very easy thing to make. It was a cheap thing to make, actually, where you could manage to eat on a budget and feed a family of four or five. Because mm. meat was not available properly, you get this much chickens, you put it in. Oh, uh, yeah, that's basically what the origins of the bake, I would say, in Farsi. So see, I mean, uh, it's not just dansa and patrani matchi. I mean, uh, a good bake is very, very Farsi. Uh, you know yeah. what? Um, I, I lived in Iran when I was. Um, Five to six years old. We we went wow. there in in seventy eight when the revolution and we left and came to India and and we went to England before that. And and now that you say it, I remember my there was my uh, fifth birthday, which is before the revolution. So my my class teacher and a lot of people were invited home, and and I still remember this picture 
of uh, in in our album, which to me now looks a bit like maybe you know a Russian salad sort of thing. You know the mayonnaise sort of stuff, and, and I'm talking of like you know the 70s and Iran yeah. and before the revolution. So so they're very very similar um, uh, that that way, right? And it's it's quite um, interesting. I I love that look of glee. Uh, even though you say you don't like bake when you spoke about cheese, because I could almost <laughs> imagine my mom-in-law, Pavin's face. Uh, and then I was saying this funny story. She was visiting us um, a few years back and, and we were invited to a Chinese restaurant close by. So I said, okay, like, you know, let's all go out. So she kind of, she and I, we went and, and we went through like different courses and stuff like that. But it was, you know, okay. So one was making polite noises and, and, and stuff. And, and, uh, Yeah, so so um, she was making polite noises. We were making polite noises and all that. And and then at the end of it, I asked her, mommy, how was the food? There's a Chinese restaurant. Eh? So she said, it was all good, but no cheesy dish. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we like the cheese. <laughs> yes, cheese, cheese is a, is a yeah. must. No, uh, Nicole, you spoke so about... So the uh, white sauce. Uh, yeah, go ahead. Yes. The white sauce. Actually, so RTI and all the different yes. bakeries, actually. So the Kayani, the RTI. Do you, remember Bay, do you remember Bay Bite in Marine Drive? Have you ever come across it? Yes. Yes. Yeah, they're yes. run by the people. Same people, couple who owns churches. Yeah, yeah. We used to go there. We used to go there. Polly and Polly? No, not about Polly. Polly and Polly. Polly and something. Oh, I yeah. do know that they had a Bailey's Irish cream cheesecake that was to oh, yeah, die yeah. for and we used to go and yeah, eat yeah, it. Yeah, Churchill was a cheesecake. I, yeah. I mean, I was introduced to cheesecakes at uh, Churchill. They were. They were. Yeah. And there that's was rich. a steak, steak and egg sandwich. <laughs> we used to go for the prawn Newberg and sausages. Yes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> what yes, were you so talking about? I was telling about? you the white, the white sauce. Yes. So what yes. we've also done is, like you said, the Russian, did you get Russian packets? Russian yeah. patties is a vegetarian version of the white sauce with a little bit of carrots, green peas, French beans put together in a puff pastry and baked. Yes. And we do that with chicken as well. Yes. Chicken white sauce puff. It's too good. And you get them at RTI. You could, I think you get them at candies as well. You get them all yeah. over Bombay. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, you know, I had once spoken to um, the lady who runs uh, American Express Bakery, as in her yeah. husband, and uh, Mrs., Mrs. Carvello. The Goan hmm. uh, lady, yeah, yeah, and and she was once explaining to me. I don't know whether you know this or not. Maybe you do. That uh, the puff, um, the you know the, the what in Mumbai we call puff in Calcutta the patties, was yeah. was a British hmm. influence thing. But the only difference was that in the chicken puff, it was always uh, the bechamel sauce, so which is chicken with a bit of um, yeah. white sauce. The white uh, sauce. While, while the mutton, if you know notice, and even in Calcutta here everywhere. It's got a bit of masala, like so the Goans put the spicing and yeah, stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So she yeah. said that that's uh, because it's the mutton puff is referred to as the curry puff. And and the mutton would always have that mm. Indian flavor in it. And she said that, yeah. the, you know, um, in, in fact, I remember once uh, having a spat with uh, uh, Kainaz's mom, uh, not not my mom and dad, Kainaz's mess mom, who owns Theo Brahma. Uh, Theo Brahma, yeah. <laughs> so I'd written on my blog that, you know, the chicken patties didn't have that much uh, flavor. So then she wrote in uh, explaining why. So she said that it's it's meant to be white sauce and stuff like that. Of course, <laughs> over the years, got to know them. Uh, yeah. you know, interviewed Kenas for the series. That lovely, inspiring woman. Okay, listen, you 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 are very bad at uh, you know selling your stuff. So let me 
She she just I made a way. I don't like that. <laughs> <laughs> so person had to get her to show her book. Now she made a passing reference to another book which I have as well, uh, which is a book which she did around uh, the Kalagoda uh, area. Now Nicole, uh, yeah. for quite a few years, has been um, involved with the Kalagoda festival, and I think she curates yeah. the entire food section uh, of it. And I remember uh, the year the Traveling Belly was launched, she was quite uh, kind enough to give me space for a launch over there, and and uh, Kurush Kunal Vijaykar and uh, Vikram Doctor were there for the launch. Yeah. And, and of course, it was very well run, so that, you know, to a clockwork and everything. But tell me a bit about uh, your your association with uh, the Kalagura Festival and the food bit of it. And, so uh, I've been yeah. part of the Kalagura Festival from 2009 in different roles. I was a music curator. I was a volunteer. I did hospitality. I changed the website. I created social media. And in 2012, we decided that within there is no food section, and yes. food had become a really big thing back then. So. we decided to start holding food workshops mm. uh we found a venue which was a place called five all day which is in the apollo hotel which i think is now bar stock exchange okay um it went to so near links yeah very very near yeah, links the right chingali right. yeah yeah and we had a couple of great chefs actually in the first year rahul akerkar nikhil chib alex sanchez pooja dingla pooja has been amazing so i think she's been part of kalagoda every single year as yes. have the woodside boys doing something or the other and demoing something or the other it's just been fantastic yeah. and um, so we curate i've been curating it since 2012 roxan my cousin who's a tiny taster came on board uh, maybe 3 years after that and we've been co-curating since uh, last year was the first year that we have not done anything for the festival and in about 2015 we started doing food stalls and that's actually where your uh, book launched yeah. and it was the most successful year of the food festival we had this Gorgeous tent where we had workshops. <laughs> oh there yes, yes, yes. Yeah, yes. so I do a lot of food curation as well. In fact, I remember the year before that I had done um, a food culture work with Priti, uh, yes, who who Priti. does the culture yeah, heritage yeah. part. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. But and this is a strange experience because I normally do food walks of six to eight people if it's a group or one person, two people. Yeah, this must have been seventy or eighty. Sixty, seventy people. First, there was a talk which I gave. And then there were some sixty, eighty people sort of following me, and I had a yeah. foghorn. And again, since we were starting <laughs> off by talking about uh, Mr. Butson, so if you remember, I don't, I don't know. Like many Parsis don't watch Hindi films. My, my in parents-in-laws did. Canals doesn't watch too much. But uh, if you remember those films in the seventies, eighties, uh, you know, there were there would be this. See, at that time, the dancers would be at Juhu or Diamond Point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and the hero and the heroine would be dancing. And there would be this long line of people watching, people following them. Yeah, yes. <laughs> and, and 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 you would see that on screen. So why suddenly in a frame two people are dancing? We don't know. And why so many people are watching? We don't know. But when I was doing the walk, it was like that. I was walking this thing, and you know there was like a the people. You know. Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but it's been fun, and uh, since I've been curating the food festival for so long. Five years in, we decided to do a book. It came about really casually. We were in a coffee shop, and someone said, "Oh, you know, we have so many recipes. We could make a book." And yes. I said, "Oh my God, let's do that!" And that's how the book came about. This yes. is flavors See? of Kalagoda. It's right next to me. There's never so at least some some things you know. Yeah. I, I I don't like pushing myself. I find it a bit. <laughs> so I'll I'll do it um, for you. Don't worry. <laughs> yeah. So this book actually, the foreword isn't written by Veer Sangvi. Oh wow! And he very gracious. Oh, he he did the cover thing of my book as well, where the cover. Uh, yeah, the cover. The so that's so that's a connecting between us. 
He's very, very, very gracious. He's from Bombay for the launch as well. So he launched the book on stage. And then we had a panel discussion with Rahul Akeshkar, Veer, and Antoine Lewis, who was moderating. And I said the most embarrassing thing at that panel discussion is going to haunt me for the rest of my life. Tell us, tell us, tell us. So Antoine asked everyone, you know, you've done all the research, very serious, lovely, (laughs) very, very serious. And, you know, Antoine takes his stuff very seriously, yes. Absolutely. And he asked everyone, he said, what is your favorite comfort food? And now my actual answer is prawn curry rice. Um, But I had, I don't don't know why. So Rahul Akhirkar said chaat. (laughs) Veer Sangvi said any sort of chaat. And I, instead of saying prawn curry (laughs) rice, said Domino's pizza. Oh. (laughs) And there was was a pause. There was a pause where the entire audience was... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and these two men turned and looked at me like this and I then realized what I had said and I had to carry on with it and I said you know there's this something about when you're hungover and there's a really thick bready cheesy the pizza and I, kept, I kept babbling and Antoine stopped me and I've never lived it down and of course my answer now is always gone curry rice but oh my god I can't believe I said Domino's pizza any credibility I had just flew out of David's library <laughs> But listen, you had the last laugh because uh, our, you know, Meera Ben, our, our uh, silver medal winner in the Olympics and, and the yeah. first medal winner this year, she said that uh, Domino's, no, she said pizza. I think Domino's jumped on and said, yeah. that I, I'm not sure why. Yeah, she did say lifetime free pizza. <laughs> no, she said, right? she said that. pizza and those guys came and said, oh, we'll give you free pizza. Then people got very young saying, oh, this is ambush marketing and Correct. Yeah, 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 I remember that. <laughs> so, yeah, that was a wildly embarrassing. <laughs> So I must tell you, I have my own uh, Rahul Akhirkar and Veer Sangvi uh, um, uh, story, which which um, didn't go into an embarrassing thing, though it could have been. So uh, I was with the India Food Network then, and at that time, we used to do this um, chat series using Google Hangouts called Adda with Kalyan, so way before Zoom and yeah. all that. So we decided to do uh, one um, episode, which is on uh, food reviewing. So I invited uh, Rahul Akhirkar, who again is very, very gracious given his stature and, and, you know, immediately said yes. And I'd just begun uh, working with the Sangyan Easy Diner uh, writing for them. So when he got in touch with him, he said yes. And I think the third person was um, Purvi, right? Um, who was earlier with uh, the Pau, what is that? Daily Pau. Yes, yes, Pur- Purvi, right? Is a, yeah, Purvi Mera. Yeah, yeah. yes, uh, who, hmm. I mean, sorry, I, mean, I, I, I couldn't get her name right now. But, but I quite regard her very well in terms of yeah. the reviewing which she does and stuff. So, uh, and, and, and I must say that, you know, like the other two were like icons and she held herself uh, very well as she should. So the thing was that just a bit before that, uh, we, we had gone to Indigo, which had opened in Delhi and then um, had ripped it apart in his branch uh, column because of the reservation issue and all of that, as in uh, yeah. not 33% reservation, but the, uh, the table reservations and all that. This is before Easy Diner had opened. So, um, so that, that is what I had in mind when I invited the two of them. And, yeah. uh, and it was very cordial stuff, like Rahul Akhirgar gave his point of view, we gave his point of view. And, and the people who ran the company uh, after that were very upset with me because they wanted me to do a Arnav Goswami sort of... You sort know, of get them to fight. Off. And... But, but we are yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Just have Domino's pizzas and chill. Domino's guys, you guys have a lot of money. Like you sponsor, uh, you know, you sponsor Nicole, you sponsor us. 
you know this I feel like I'm going to I'm going to get a call being like yes yes yeah yeah <laughs> remember remember your friends then if nothing else sense so, of Kalyana, fear, I garlic bread you that um <laughs> I started making bread a lot more seriously in this lockdown uh, everyone said oh you should sell bread but one I refuse to it's a it's just it's exhausting to make it I'm not really comfortable with it yet but I've been dabbling at home making my own pizza for years now and we got really good at it over the lockdown and a couple of months ago we decided to gift ourselves a pizza oven yeah. which is sitting it's a portable pizza oven it's wood fire charcoal fire or gas it can take any and it cooks proper pizza so you i actually it's dominos calls me i'll be like hey i'm supplying you pizza <laughs> but it is fantastic and this is our new it's our new toy you can carry it everywhere it's tiny it's like a beetle it's this big <laughs> Wow. And it makes twelve. It makes twelve-inch pizza. That's that's uh, a good size. Twelve inches. It's a great size. Quite standard, if you, yeah. If we're able to roll it out, that so our rolling <laughs> is not great. I mean, the dough goes like this, like this, all over the place. But yeah, it's really fun. I think my uh, eventual goal is going to. I'm gonna have to open a cafe slash bakery with a bookshop attached to it. I think this has been my goal since I was a kid <laughs> in different avatars. But I will make my own bread. And uh, and someone can do the other food. My brother can do the other food. <laughs> What does he think about your desserts and all that? So my brother, he's not a big dessert fan, but he loves mm-hmm. the cheesecake. Uh, my niece is obsessed with my cookies. <laughs> um, I think of all anyone who's tried them out, anyone who's tried them out. Yeah, and it's his birthday on Saturday, and he wants a very sweet milk chocolate cake. So in the middle of making. Forty-seven cheesecakes or forty-eight cheesecakes for Monday's orders for the weekend's orders. I'll be putting some time aside to make a very sweet milk chocolate cake for the boy. And are you making about a hundred plus Laganu custard cheesecakes? Right? You said because someone's yeah. on a, a, a big order of smaller sized ones. Yeah. So the okay, let me tell you about the cheesecake itself. The idea yeah. came about because I said, you know, I've been doing lemon cheesecake and raspberry cheesecake, and I do a brie version as well, which is very high end. Sort of for you have people over for drinks and stuff. You want to order that. That was a Christmas special, but it does really well, so it's just stayed mm. on the menu. And I said, let me do something Parsi, and then I thought, should I do something with Rava? No. Should I do something with Save? No. And then I said, Laganu custard because it's similar. There are a lot of similar ingredients, and I experimented. Um, I did a lot of work with it. I spent a couple of weeks trying different combinations. Do I cook the egg? Do I not cook the egg? Do I boil the milk? Do I not put the milk? Do I do just cream cheese? All sorts of versions. I'm thoroughly sick of it. If I never see Laganu custard <laughs> again in my life, it will be fine with me. Oh my yeah. God, the smell of boiling. So milk is my biggest phobia. The smell really? of boiling. The smell of boiling milk uh, freaks me out. Mean. So talking oh. about malai makes me like get very yeah, the hard milk fat. Yeah. Yeah. So when I, I I when I moved into this house when I when I moved into my husband's house they used to get packet milk and it had to be boiled every day. Ah, and that old I, mother dairy sort of stuff. I yes. put a stop to it within <laughs> weeks. I said, look, I'm sorry, I can't <laughs> breathe. I I'll have to go back home. So I put a stop to it. I know the Tetra Pak is not as good. I don't care. I don't <laughs> like the smell of milk. So this has been mad because we had to boil like forty and fifty liters of milk. So going with these Amitabh Bachchan jokes, I can imagine your <laughs> husband whom we met at Sasipur and yeah. other places. You know, carrying these amul or whatever Nestle Tetra Packs and singing "My K Mancha." You know, I I actually in the school I bought a cassette which is "Best of Amitabh Bachchan" and it had that song "My K Mancha." I think my favorite. Voice. 
<laughs> so I apparently met Amitabh Bachchan when I was four or five years old. He was shooting in the building next in Safara College, which is next to where I used to live, and we were allowed to go. And he met all the children, and I think he was shooting Hum. Okay. So oh. I was told this later <laughs> when I was grown up. So Hum is my favorite movie, and this is <laughs> yeah, so yeah, yeah. I'm like, hey, I met you when you were shooting that. It was my favorite yes. movie for a long time. What's your favorite moment in Hum? Uh, Jumma Jumma. <laughs> yeah, I love I this song. I just love this song. I I do that. I love it as well. But uh, yeah. so I I have one of this thing of my elder cat baby loaf drinking water and then looking up. So where he does the chuma chuma thing in the background. But yeah. I think for a lot of boys in my generation, it was that bit in the second half where like you know he he sort of takes off his glasses and shakes his head and like yeah. suddenly like <laughs> to his. <laughs> I've I've been very musical from the time I was a kid. So for me, it's always been the song. So um, you're also into salsa, uh, uh, sort of thing, right? And and we're not talking yeah. food over here. <laughs> Tell us a bit about that. Um, don't tell me you make salsa as well. <laughs> Apart no, I don't make salsa. <laughs> I don't like onions. I don't like raw onion. I'm a very bad okay. person. So, so, so no kachumbar with a no kachumbar with your dhansak. No, um, I have only. Are you also a dhansak eating person like Roxanne? Who loves cooking it but is not fond of eating it? Yes. So last year during the lockdown, <laughs> last year during the lockdown, I I was I was craving it and I'm not sure why I thought I was pregnant but I wasn't etc. I was like why the hell am I craving dhansak? And I was desperate for it. Desperate means desperate. So my friend Ria who runs a company baked by Ria who's also fabulous. In fact, she's one of the, my friends whose desserts I eat and I refer people to a lot. She sent me very kindly because Tanaz was supplying dhansak and stuff to Kushubag. Yes. So she and she lives next to Kushubag. So she we fasted me like tubs and tubs of dhansak through the lockdown. And, like and Tanaz yes. makes a really spicy dhansak. Huh? And then yeah. Roxanne sent me dhansak once as well. So I was just very very happy. There was no <laughs> way I was making it myself. I remember both of you, you and Roxanne, talking about it in the live which you do for uh, West Side. Yes. Uh, yeah, we did talk about that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Okay, now um, tell me about a bit about Comida World, which is your uh, company agency. What is Comida? Is it something to do with the dragon, King Comida Dragon, or something? No, I wish. So Comida <laughs> means food in Portuguese. Um, oh. It is the name of a company we came up with back in 2013 when we wanted to do food workshops that were paid, and we just called them Comida. And uh, those were quite successful actually for a year, and then we said, okay, you know, it's done its course. Everyone's doing them now. Let's stop. Yes. Um, and when I left my mainstream event management job and decided to go into food curation in a larger way and marketing and doing different sorts of things, uh, because marketing is actually where my background is, I said I'm going to stick with the name Comida. Um, mm. And at that point, I said Comida Communication, but that's a bit mouthy. Um, yeah. I think Comida was pretty cool. It, it's, it's my hashtag. It's, yeah. it's my hashtag. It's basically so it's the, my view of the world is through. And it's a conversation starter because I'm sure that you're yeah. I'm not the first person to ask you what is uh, Comida World, right? Yes, there's a highlight on my uh, story on Instagram thing. What is Comida? <laughs> because everyone <laughs> asks me this question. Yes. Um. Yeah. So it's because you you also did that big event, right? X X X X Food Festival. Yeah. Yeah. yeah where the, you know there was this indigenous food from different parts of India and the spicy yeah, stuff. So, so Comida is what I basically do a lot of work under. So one is right now it's the name of my bakery because again it's my hashtag. 
Um, I also do a little bit of writing consultancy. So people want to write recipe books and things like that. I help them with that. And there are like different courses, different ways you can do this. So there is a shorter version where I can just give you a one-off session or we can work together for a little bit. I can also do from start to finish. That comes under Comida World as well. Um, food writing, though, that is really purely just for myself. I don't really publish it anywhere. I just write. One day it'll be a book. <laughs> And, no way, not, uh, not a blog or Instagram or no way. You know, I started doing a blog, but um, I just, I stopped doing it because then what happened was that I wasn't able to stick to Hi, the baby. point. Oh, my little Nimki's woken up. Who's woken up? Little Nimki, my cat. Say, younger cats. <laughs> younger cats. Yeah. Yes. Oh, you were talking so, about um, blogs. I started doing a blog, but I mean, I write and eventually I will put it up somewhere, but I haven't decided where and what. Uh, I'm working on an ice cream book right now. So there's a lot of that. That will come under Comida World. Wow. So what's an ice cream book? Like recipes of ice creams? Recipes. Wow. 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 So, okay, recipes, now listen. stories, everything. So basically the book has to be personal, right? Very much like your traveling belly book mm. is extremely personal about yes, you. Yes, The way my uh, Mary Narivara book has a lot of story and a lot of people behind it. This one will be as well because there are umpteen book already written about ice cream with yes. umpteen recipes it's not going to be highly complicated 17 ingredients into an ice cream maker sort of thing it will be story based. yes okay, listen i got the segue to ask you about the question i was meaning to because nimki walked in right now he's sniffing the flowers over there i'm just ah. worried he's going to his favorite thing is to go there and knock off the water receptacle of the uh, nespresso machine okay listen <laughs> So you've, uh, you've also become a bit of a um, uh, cat, kitten, angel, so to speak, during the lockdown. And, and that's where we have a bit of a connect. I mean, I'm no angel. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, think, I think both my wife and I, we've, we've just fallen in love with cats. Uh, roughly, uh, I mean, for me, November 19, when I first met Flo, uh, yeah. our elder cat. And, and I, I disliked cats. You know? Okay, he didn't hear, thankfully. Yeah. Okay. I remember I, you I, telling I, me that I, I, I love dogs. I remember I told you that bring him into the house and you said Kainas will never allow it. Ah, so Kainas was never comfortable with pets. And then yeah. now, like, you know, we have Nimki lying on the bed, low from the other thing. Yeah, so, so yeah. tell me a bit about your, your cat story. I've grown up with cats. I've always had cats. Uh, they used to be Siamese cats. My, uh, I got a, when I was six years old, I got a cat called Toulouse. Then my brother got a cat called Cleo. They were a matched pair. Uh, when they died, we got two more Siamese cats. Um, one is still alive she's 19 touch wood she's old she's all gray now she doesn't have any black and brown left on her she's just cream and gray barely sees but she yowls for food it's amazing and when I moved to this house there were no animals there were no dogs no cats nothing and I started looking after the cat there was a kitten outside in my lane and I started feeding it and one thing led to another one kitten became three kittens, became multiple cats, etc. Because there's also like a garbage uh, collection area outside. So there are always cats there. Yeah. So I decided to just start feeding them once a day and things like that. And um, after they became a lot more because there were female cats and then the males came and it just became a community. When it hit about 10, I said, let's stay. Let's uh, nip this in the bar. Yes. Otherwise, we're going to be run over by cats. 
That's very important to spare the caps. Yeah, yeah. So there's I have a fantastic vet uh, in Team Bati who looks after mm. strays and stuff like that. So he's done ten uh, inoculate. He's spayed and neutered ten caps. Okay, I'm listening to you and simultaneously giving your neck rub. So little That's nimki, fine. little nimki, there he is, waiting. There he is, running off. Hi. <laughs> Posing for you. Spayed. Very, very proud to. He's very proud to say he's spayed. <laughs> good, good celebrate yeah. boy of his life. <laughs> so if I had my way, I would uh, keep all the cats, but I can't. I know. I know. I know. jealous. So I did. We picked up a friend of mine picked up two kittens uh, in November, and I fell in love with them. So we took them, and we adopted them. And unfortunately, one of them uh, fell out of the window. And we live on the fourth floor, but there's a basement and stuff. So it was six floors and we, yeah, we didn't make yeah. it, but uh, we promptly netted the windows after that. So did we? I, mean, I mean, first few weeks know, we had my other my other cats have never needed net, um, yeah, which is you shocking. Know. You never know. Yeah. So now it is there, right? And yeah. and it broke our heart then because we we moved into this apartment because of the windows, and yeah. and and we really had to be pushed to doing it. But then the second cat came in, and they both hang around in the window. Yeah. And I know that you know we we breathe easy. Yeah, my mind sleeps in the sun on the chajas so i mean it is what it is now um yes. but uh, wish we'd done it a little sooner i would have had three junglies in terms of three you never know there might be a third around the corner I, I people call me there's an injured cat what do i do so i'm sort of in this sort of malabar hill area a little bit uh, for cat lady crazy cat lady <laughs> but yeah this crazy cat lady uh, you know this image needs a bit of a change because you might you might find me Oh, that, that, that guy should have a silencer. Definitely huh. not a Parsi. A Parsi wouldn't have a bike without a silencer, not right? Not Whereas yeah. Parsis are very particular <laughs> about that. So, so, you know, when I go for a walk in this little pavement, and there's a bunch of cats over there, starting with one whom we named Small, who's not very yes. large, not small anymore. And there's Scooby, there's Sushi for a while. So, yeah. you know, you, you might find this guy in shorts and t-shirts and sneakers, wearing a mask, and, and standing there, and he's just talking. It's me, yeah. of course. And then... Now, I don't know if, if you realize that he's talking to the cats, which <laughs> that will <laughs> sort of relieve you a bit versus him talking to I, himself. <laughs> I do that too. I do that too. So I actually have to give my dog a lot of fresh food. And when I have Theo. leftovers and things... So your dogs and I, cats, they don't have a Tom and Jerry sort of... Not moment. at all. So Theo is a cat harem. When he walks out, all the cats walk with him. It's very cute. Oh. <laughs> um, he's not bothered. He's grown up around cats. And he's very, mm. very social. So there is no issue really. So I used to have, when I was giving them wet food, you can't just throw wet food on the ground, right? It just goes everywhere. Yeah, yeah. For, for so I had all these little cans, like takeaway dabbas and this and that. So I had a tray. And my husband <laughs> thought I was insane. So I would, I would put individual portions and then we'd go with a tray to serve that tray cast. And he's like, what are you doing? But it is what it is now. So Dimki, <laughs> whom you uh, saw, he was born last year. And yeah. the rains, and we took him in after two months when we got his mom spayed. Yeah, two months or three months. We got his mom spayed, and then mom unfortunately didn't recognize him. So now mom stays in the staircase and him in our house. But I remember I used yeah. to go to feed the mom, and then Nimki would also sometimes come when he grew up a bit. So yeah. it would be raining, so I'm holding the umbrella over me and the two of uh, mom and son, and we were all uh, <laughs> uh, eating yeah. and, and stuff. But it's it's so wonderful, isn't it? I mean, it, it just um, and it you know completely changes your 
uh, life, which also means you can't just you know jump when you see an offer and go off on a staycation. But oh, you yeah. can. I put my cats in baskets and send them to my sister-in-law's house. She does the oh. same. So she has a cat as well. She'll put the cat in a basket, send her her cat to me. As long as you keep them in one room, it's fine. Three days not going to make a difference. So so far, what's happening is my mom-in-laws uh, come over. And we yeah. have our neighbors, Aikan, uh, here downstairs, who come and check up them. Yeah. Uh, the French has to be some come sometime. And the funny thing is, like, you know, we didn't have pets. So everyone in our family, my side, or Kenaz's mom-in-law, aunt-in-law, everyone were like, you know, why are you keeping them at home? Are you sure this that? Then they meet them and they fall in love. So yeah, <laughs> it's okay. Listen, I want to ask you one um, question before I sort of end up, and I'm going to um, leverage. On your experience, both as someone who's um, as an event manager and curator, you've seen brands grow, and then you've grown your own brand as a home baker uh, in the last um, year or so. Um, any any tips for people who want to start out or who are starting out by themselves, who just feel a bit overwhelmed to do things alone? Because while Nicole has you know worked with big brands and stuff like that, but her own comida comida bakery. Is is like completely our own uh, baby. So yeah, um, yeah. So any, any words of advice on that? Um. So I would say that you have to start very very slow. Um. I, for example, on Instagram only created a Comida World Instagram handle a few months ago. I have been using my own personal page yes. for it, and it's only in about December when I realized that maybe I should segregate it in case I want to do take this in a different direction that doesn't work for my personal page. Hmm. um start slow don't do more than your capacity um it's very important like if for example when i first started making cookies i could only do one or two batches a day because i was not able to physically do more i had no help i had to wash i had to clean i had to bake i, I had to know, package yes. i had to do everything right so i wasn't able to do more i think your husband also helped you a bit with something you some little bit little bit i like the way you specified that Okay. Yeah. yeah because he'd be like, babe, I have to work. What is it? But he did help. <laughs> um. In fact, like we have spent nights, and uh, I recently did a batch of cookies for a couple of weeks as well. We spent nights watching TV with trays on our laps, rolling cookies. Because <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, you're yeah. making five and ten batches in bulk. That's the biggest pain with cookies. So basically, don't do more than you can when you're first starting out, because it's very easy to get overwhelmed. I would also say, don't spend too much money. That's a very important one. Um, spend a little bit of money. So if you want to start start baking or something, invest in a little bit. Um, there are enough places. Amazon is not as cheap as you would think. Go to like a Crawford Market or these wholesale guys and get some baking stuff if you need it. Even if you're just a regular home chef, don't spend too much money in the beginning. See if you're comfortable. See if you're happy. After a little while, after a month, month and a half, then you can put in a little more money. Don't make yourself broke in the beginning. I would say it's very important. And your network is your biggest friend. Your family is your biggest friend. You need to sit on their heads and make them push the word out. Because yes. I would say Instagram and Facebook advertising and things is something that will come much much later. And yes. quite frankly, it's not worked for me. I've tried boosting posts and things like that on my own. Yeah. What happens is that I get lots of uh, dirty PM saying hi, baby, how are you? Um, I get lots of follow for follow, like for like, yeah. all sorts of weird comments, which I then have to start deleting and blocking. Don't bother advertising on Facebook and Instagram. Let your you, you Karan are a prime example of this. Right, your <laughs> organic growth is amazing. 
Thank it's you. only been organic. It's just an inspirational story. Thank you. No, and I and I completely agree with you because there was a time a few years back when I boosted, but it really didn't make a difference. And, yeah. and there were one or two posts of mine in in the past few months on Facebook, which went viral for some reason. Yeah. And and um, I mean I don't know if it's viral in a you know Ranveer Rao Sanjay sort of scale, but it was in my sort of thing. And then I'm yeah. looking at the comments, and then I was like, oh god. Like normally I get like comments which I can answer, and then this is like no, yeah. this is like sometimes you see poor uh, Tara Deshpande's page also like she's got many followers, and and some of the comments are like uh, weird. Some of them are really very weird. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's, it's absolutely. But I I think it was uh, beautifully put, and just so that like um, since you won't do it, let me try to see if we can get some use out of this. Okay, so so first of all, guys, um, Nicole primarily does it in Mumbai, right? Right now, do you Mumbai. ship anything outside? Have you ever shipped? I can. I have. I have. So I've sent cookies and chocolate cake to Bangalore. Um, okay. obviously, someone need there. The person ship uh, ordering needs to pay for the plastic boxes and stuff because they need to be airtight. But and it's I possible. Send, it's possible. I can't send icing, but I can send you the plain chocolate cake, which is super moist and amazing, and things like that. And if you have someone flying, then it's very easy. I do that from Calcutta. So cookie jars. Has this most oh, yeah. amazing pepper cheese. It's As in, you, you call the you you call in the cookie jar stuff. Yeah, my mom and we have some friends who live in Calcutta, and every yeah. time they come down, we ask for two pepper cheese. And next time, next time I'll say ask them for some lemon tarts for me. Yeah, <laughs> cookie jar lemon <laughs> tarts. I, I just love them. Yeah. After and then only the RTI lemon tarts. Okay, so 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 she does ship it, but more importantly, across Mumbai and with you know with delivery things, it can be done. So yeah. whether you're in Mumbai or you're outside, you can sort of uh, get delivered to people here. Um, she focuses on cheesecakes, but she also does cake. She does divine cookies, even if not too many, too often these days. Uh, some of it might be rolled while she and her husband are watching television. Master Chef, inspired by Master Chef. <laughs> <laughs> and and um, so, how do people place order with you? One is on your Instagram page, right, Nicole Modi. So Instagram page is Nicole Modi. There's also another Instagram page which is Comida World underscore. Uh, Facebook, yeah. So, and so are you that. list? Are you listed in anywhere else like Swiggy, Zomato, or anything like no, that? No, 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 no. Oh. Swiggy, uh, you can't pre-order right on Swiggy. Okay, and and uh, uh, are you still taking Laganu uh, uh, yes. cheesecake? Okay, then okay. okay so I'm I'm going to uh, do something slightly different. Well, normally I would have put this up on Friday or Saturday. Saturday, but I might try to put it up a bit earlier. And, That's okay. You can put it up whenever to... you want. Look, if someone <laughs> messaged me on Sunday night saying I want a cheesecake, I'm, <laughs> I'm able. I have the help right now. I'm able yeah. to say yes. Okay, that's I'm that's. I'm sure there'll be extra any which way. I'm just, <laughs> I'm just baking, 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 baking. So. I'm just baking, 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 baking. So that's a lovely note to <laughs> sort of um, end the interview with because I'm sure that there are many people waiting for <laughs> the cheesecakes to be. Baked. So bye, Nicole. Uh, pleasure. <laughs> Thank you so much, Kalyan. I'm so, so sorry I didn't see Loaf. Tell him I said hi. <laughs> oh, so Loaf is uh, sleeping. Loaf is uh, sleeping. Tell him I said, tell him <laughs> I said hi. <laughs> I will. You, in fact, you've given a lot of advice in the early days of Loaf. Sorry, and, and you I said that. Thank you for having me. And um, I'll see you hopefully soon. Absolute pleasure and, and happy uh, oh, Parsi New Year. That's Bella. Can you see Bella? Ah, yeah, over there, right? By the, by the uh, thing? By, by the, the bar. She's, yeah, yes, she's eating. Yes, yes. Yeah, she's eating uh, 
Okay. I thought to be a lot louder. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Okay. Thanks Take care. so much. See you. Bye. 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 Take care.